Welcome to the Message to Kings podcast, where we tell the complete history. This is your host, Brett Heaston, Episode 3, Babel. After the flood, and when Noah stepped from the boat, mankind was born again. This is the account of Noah's family afterward. Genesis 9.9 Then God blessed Noah and his sons, saying to them, Be fruitful and increase in number, and fill the earth. The fear and dread of you will fall on the beasts of the earth, and all the birds in the sky, and every creature that moves along the ground, and on all the fish in the sea. They are given into your hands. Everything that lives and moves will be food for you. Just as I gave you the green plants, I will give you everything. Noah had three sons, Ham, Shem, and Japheth. Their descendants would colonize the world in three directions, and the common belief was the landing of the ark was on Mount Ararat in Turkey. The command was simple, be fruitful and fill the earth. Well, they did, but there were a few missteps in between. The three brothers went to colonize the earth in three directions. Prior to this eventual colonization, they disobeyed God's word. This is the account following the flood. Genesis 11. Now the whole world had one language and a common speech, and as people moved eastward, they found a plain in Shinar and settled there. They said to each other, Come, let us make bricks and bake them thoroughly. They used brick instead of stone and tar for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city, and with a tower that reaches to the heavens, so that we may make a name for ourselves. Otherwise we will be scattered over the whole face of the earth. It also states there was a great man and skilled hunter during this time who founded the cities in this region. He was a city builder and his name was Nimrod, the grandson of Ham. Here we'll quote Josephus to add some detail to the life of Nimrod and what he was doing. We'll be quoting Josephus often during this podcast because he was one of the best Jewish historians of his age. He wrote his histories around 70 AD. And when it comes to Jewish tradition, Josephus is one of the best sources. This is Josephus' account of Nimrod. Now it was Nimrod who excited them to such an affront and contempt of God. He was the grandson of Ham, the son of Noah, a bold man of great strength of hand. He persuaded them not to ascribe to God, as it were through his means they were happy, but to believe that it was their own courage which procured that happiness. He also gradually changed the government into a tyranny, seeing no other way of turning men from the fear of God but to bring them into constant dependence upon his power. He also said he would would be revenged on God if he should have a mind to drown the world again, for that he would build a tower too high for the waters to reach, and that he would avenge himself on God for destroying their forefathers. Now the multitude were very ready to follow the determination of Nimrod, and to esteem it a piece of cowardice to submit to God. They built a tower, neither sparing any pains nor being any degree negligent about their work, and by the reason of the multitude of hands employed in it, it grew very high, sooner than anyone could expect, But the thickness of it was so great, and it was so strongly built, that thereby its great height seemed, upon the view, to be less than it really was. It was built of burnt brick, cemented together with mortar, made of butermen, that it might not be liable to emit water. And when God saw that they acted so madly, he did not resolve to destroy them utterly, since they were not grown wiser by the destruction of the former sinners. But he caused a tumult among them by producing in them diverse languages, and causing that through the multitude of those languages they should not be able to understand one another. The place wherein they built the tower is now called Babylon, because of the confusion of that language, which they readily understood before, 
for the Hebrews mean by the word Babel, confusion. So Nimrod founded the first world empire, a tyrannical government, the first government as well. And what happened here is you have to consider what they are building. A ziggurat, a pyramid, a tier with one at the top, one tower to rule them all. It was control and pride and disobedience to God's word. They were disobeying God's commandment. They wanted to make a name for themselves. There was deception at the heart of it, and one behind the deception was the father of lies, the devil. Gather the people in one place and make a name for themselves. He had convinced them to forget their true identity, that they were created in God's image, and to obey and to live for him. Nimrod's desire was to persuade the people to disobey God and to congregate in one place of his control. The Tower of Babel was a stronghold or principality. In fact, it was the first principality. God did not want this, nor should man. In order to fulfill the word and disrupt demonic control, God himself visited the tower and determined to end it. The actual words that were spoken are significant. Let us build something to make a name for ourselves. They wanted to build something from heaven to earth. Their actions inspired heaven to come down, but the consequence was not good. See, the model Jesus taught to pray was on earth as it is in heaven. We pray to God and he answers. And his answer is to bring heaven to earth to answer our prayers and to rescue us from the impossible. The works of our hands do not grant us an audience. It is a humble heart seeking truth that brings God's answer. The entire project was not sanctioned by God. In fact, it was demonic in nature to control man in one location and to contradict God's word. If you are a fan of the Lord of the Rings, consider this one ring to rule them all, one nation, one city, one tower. There would be no individuality, no diversity, no nations, no checks and balances, no democracy, no voting, Indian slavery with no awakening and total uniformity in one place to one person. It said Nimrod was a tyrant, and in the end the people would become his slaves and God's purpose would not be fulfilled. Here's another consideration. The devil's limited to time and space, but God is infinitely everywhere and all-seeing. God is omniscient, omnipotent, and omnipresent, which means God is all-knowing, he is all-powerful, and he is in all places. See, the devil and his demons are limited. And since he is limited to location, his desire would be to control people and bring them into one location. So the ziggurats resemble Mayan towers that were built. And at the top of these towers, the priests would sacrifice infants and conduct um, religious rituals, hopefully to attract their gods. Well, the rituals actually attracted evil spirits, which would corrupt the local villages and cities. Most likely this tower would have had a similar purpose a man-made high place overlooking the city. And the people of Babel were obedient, but to the wrong voice. In addition to the biblical and scientific records, there is an epic legend written in this time called the Epic of Gilgamesh. It is a story of a part god and part man who battles an evil dragon and explores the world to encounter a man who lived prior to the world flood. This story substantiates both the Nephilim and the flood but most scholars agree Gilgamesh was probably a legendary story written about Nimrod himself. To continue the story, it overflows now into prophecy. The Lord came down to see the city and the tower 
the people were building. The Lord said, If as one people speaking the same language they have begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and confuse their language so they will not understand each other. So the Lord scattered them from there over all the earth, and they stopped building the city. That is why it is called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of the whole world. And from there the Lord scattered them over the face of the whole earth. Many things occurred with this prophecy. The confusion of languages in Babel became the actual foundation of the nations. This is why it says, Come, let us go down and confuse their languages so they will not understand each other. This is my message version of this verse. Come, let us go down and give them their unique cultural identity and language, which they would have received after they arrived in their land over time to accelerate the colonization of the world. I definitely... Um, added some here, but diversification and variety and the uniqueness and character is God, not uniformity and control. See, this is the beginning of the nations. This is where we will delve into our subset conversation or discussion on the rise and fall of civilizations. During the course of this podcast, we'll be having a continued discussion on the topic of nations. Not only during this podcast will we be going over famous characters of history, but we'll be going over the concept of nation-states and the rise and fall of nations. This will be our ongoing add-on during the podcast. Babel is the first mention of a city or nation-state. Let's touch on principalities for a moment. When the angel Michael came to visit Daniel in Babylon, he said, I was detained by the prince of Persia. This was a principality. A principality is a stronghold of the enemy. Babel was the first principality in the world. Out of its rejection, pride came forth to make a name for itself. They felt rejected by their fodder, and they came together to make a name for themselves. They thought they didn't have one. For some reason, they believed the lie that they were not made in God's image. The stronghold was the devil's lie, Nimrod's control, and the tower. Jesus had to end the tower project to evict the devil's grip, from the future nations and fulfill his purpose. See, Jesus said, you have to first take out the strong man before you plunder his house. This is evident all through history. When Hitler died, his country surrendered soon after. When Louis XVI was guillotined, his monarch followed. When Rome fell, the states followed. When communism fell, its states followed. When Goliath lost his head, the Philistines were nearly conquered. See, a nations will be addressed all through history. Each has a rise and fall and golden age. Many studies have been made to discuss what causes these golden ages and falls. So each nation will reap what it sows. God will honor or bless and have to judge each nation. Nations can serve God or the devil and face the consequences. But mercy will always be given to the humble. In the next podcast... We'll address the humble beginnings of God's nation, the Jewish nation. It says, Righteousness exalts a nation, and we'll be speaking about a man proven to be righteous in his age, Abraham, the father of faith. To conclude, our God is diverse and full of character, and he made us in his own image to be unique and full of variety. God's desire is for man to have freedom to make his own decisions and to enjoy life and make the most of his gifts and talents that he put inside of them. 
God's desire is for man to not be controlled by others through their ideas, programs, or projects, towers, or monuments to themselves, but to worship Him. God's desire is for man to rise up to their full God-given potential. God is above time and space. He said, subdue the earth and colonize the planet. Most likely he had in mind to forge nations and separate languages prior to Babel, but it had not occurred yet. Man always needs checks and balances. The nations serve this purpose. Healthy competition is good for development, and it is God's idea, but control and uniformity is not. Interesting to note, God is above all this. The two primary times in world history, God has imparted tongues to people. The first was Babel, to colonize the planet, and the second was Pentecost, to evangelize the planet. So God is sovereign, and his plans will never fail. One nation, one language, one currency fits in the original Babel plan of the devil. Interesting to note that Babylon, the most commonly understood place of Babel, will return to greatness. Once the war simmers down, democracy will bring stability and most commonly prosperity. It will be a place of refuge in the middle of the earth, a place of great wealth and commerce. According to the Bible, it will rise again, and according to the Bible, it will play a major leader in world events. But Babylon will be judged again, the first and last principality of the devil. Some say the place of the Antichrist one world government will one day be in Babylon, just as before. And God, of course, will have to come and judge it again. In order to avoid the lies of the devil and to fulfill your God-given purpose in life, we must obey God, follow the Holy Spirit's leading, and walk humbly with Jesus. The message to kings for this podcast would be to surrender to the sovereignty of God and His plans for your life. And do not be persuaded by the nimrods of the world and the others around you to not do the will of God in your life. Hope you enjoyed this episode of Message to Kings. If you enjoyed this podcast, please recommend a friend, subscribe to the podcast, or if you have any questions or if you want to chat, please email me at messagetokings at gmail.com.